All right. Well, hello, everyone, and um, welcome to uh, my turn at the helm of um, a lovely game. Um, welcome, everyone, once again. So I guess without further ado, we might sort of jump into the um, opening crawl. Star Wars Galactic Descent. The galaxy is in turmoil. Months have passed since the catastrophic events on High Contra, leaving the remnants of the New Republic shaken and vulnerable. In the aftermath, our heroes, battle-worn and haunted, have laid low, nursing their wounds in the shadowy corners of the galaxy. Now, a desperate plea for help calls them back into the fray. Guided by an enigmatic underworld contact, the Aquilish known as Quantoxus, our heroes embark on a perilous mission into the unknown regions. As they navigate treacherous space, encountering rogue outposts and facing the insidious pull of the dark side, a rogue Mandalorian known only as the Dark Aegis looms as a growing threat. In this odyssey of danger and intrigue, the fate of the galaxy hangs in the balance. Will our heroes rise from the shadows to become its saviors, or will they succumb to the darkness that threatens to consume them all? He's talking to you, Amaja. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, no. I do not consent to that one. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done, no. sir. Nicely done. We're not oh, we're not having a fourth Death Star or anything. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> there was a third. Yes. Uh, well, you know, Episode Seven pretty much is another one, isn't it? But you know. Uh, yes, it is. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's cynical. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So um, maybe just to kind of ease us in, maybe if we have a quick intro from each of you about um, kind of what you've been doing. I, in the last few months kind of thing and the fallout of um, everything that went on on Hikontra and um, whether you're sort of dossing around together or um, or separately when the kind of call comes, what you're kind of doing. Do you want to go first, Nay? Okay, here comes the bus. So, yes, I, I would imagine um, Amaya would be staying with her colleagues after all she came with them. So, you know, in lieu of striking out on her own, or going back home, she'll just hang around with the crew. Um, in terms of what she's been doing, I imagine she's probably been doing a lot of meditation. She's probably isolating herself quite a bit and soul searching. Yep. A lot of soul searching. Um, if they make dirt side, she might just disappear. Like she's just wants to avoid people at the moment. So, I mean, there's not much to her, unfortunately. <laughs> she's a loose cannon and she's trying not to get triggered very hard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. And I guess I wonder, like, maybe we should hear from um, Vazia next, like whether you're all aboard Vazia's ship kind of laying low or... I think for once the hyperspace beacon has put in, been put in for um, Vazia, it's business as usual. So whether the people and the crew tag along with her or not, it's just um, a matter of their choice. So she is, of course, running legitimate cargo and passengers along with very special packages. <laughs> yeah, so she, that's just been what she's doing and trying to keep out of the the mess and out of the way who the people who may uh, wish to prevent her 
from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Yep, that's great. Um, and uh, what about Runsai? What's what's she been up to? Um, she's sticking with Vazia because she enjoys the uh, double nature. So she she knows that Vazia is uh, not all that she seems, and she quite enjoys watching the the play between what's going on underneath and what's what's on top. Um, and she's also been honing her uh, manipulation skills a little bit. <laughs> um very good and um what about so is, is it gadriel is that how i say gadriel, it? gadriel gadriel um tell me about gadriel and how he sort of comes to join the the merry crew oh look after <laughs> after the incidents in hikontra and them being recalled and sort of um after the investigation and the reprimands and this and that and the other thing, um, he he has done two things. One, he has started talking to Amaya, trying to explain more of the deeper philosophy of the force, not just drinking, le letting her drink the Kool-Aid by the gallon. <laughs> um, but also, um, he still has interest on, on, on what's going on with the New Republic and, and the outreach missions. And since this is a, a consular team, so to speak, he's staying there to see what's happening. Yep. No, that's great. Um, look. Let's have um now let's have Vazia make a streetwise check to sort of um show how your um well legitimate legitimate uh, travel arrangements have been going and the profitability or otherwise of those. Um I think you've taken a bit of a hit given everything that went on on Hikwantra and so your reputation's you're sort of up against it a little bit. So that's gonna be reflected in the difficulty. So I think um let's have it be against um We'll have it three purple. Actually, hang on. First, we should do the um the pool, shouldn't we? Roll for the destiny pool. Let's do that. What have we got? Looks like two light, two darks. Two light, two dark. Very good. Yeah, so let's have it against... Um, I think it's initially a difficult task, but I think because of the impact on your reputation, it's kind of upgrading one of those purples to a red to sort of show that you've taken a bit of a reputational hit um, as well as I think two black as you're operating fairly far out on the edge so a relatively tough roll one black because I am street smart <laughs> take one off yep you can weather some storms that's good ooh yeah <laughs> not, okay. not with three failures I can't <laughs> not with three failures no so you've been doing your best to um to you know make ends meet but it's sort of a few months on and actually it's getting pretty hard to, you know, keep up the maintenance on the ship and, you know, get enough, um, uh, whatever they're called, power cells or whatever the kind of suitable MacGuffin is for, <laughs> for, for fuel in this um, system. Um, so you're sort of pretty hard up and you're starting to sort of think, well, I wonder what, um, wonder what kind of jobs there might be out there that kind of could make things, um, make things work. 
you're also, I think all of you, even though you have had these kind of consular connections previously, have been a little bit sort of out in the dark a little bit again in the in the aftermath. And so you haven't had a lot of work on that side of things as well. You sort of just been, you know, existing on, on the fringes a little bit. Um, and so I guess when when the call comes, um, you know, you kind of get a, a kind of hail on your um on your communicator that um this this fellow Quan Toxus wants to speak to you. Not someone you've dealt with before, but you have kind of heard of heard of the name before. He's a sort of fairly um uh you know kind of ambiguous kind of type sort of operator in the underworld sort of uh, aquilish. I guess almost you could say like a fixer kind of thing. Like he kind of gets jobs for people and um you know no questions asked. Uh, and you sort of get him um, hailing through to Vazia and the crew to kind of you know offer you a a job if you're interested. Work has been a little scarce. It could be fun and profitable. Hope it won't go too against your sensibilities, dear Amaya. <laughs> we don't know what the offer is yet. <laughs> Find out. Well, he yeah. does have something of a reputation of sort. Speak for the stiff one, okay? I'm, I'm just a new guy. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't need the creds cap. Those couplings are going to give way any day and getting towed out is not cheap. Absolutely. My baby does need maintenance. You know, there is some people that we could pick up some jobs, freelancing or <laughs> perhaps we should we should listen what this guy has to say. I mean Yeah. You you look like very competent people. Yeah, okay. So look, um you end up sounds like on balance you decide to talk to Quan and see what he's got to offer, hey? So gathering around the kind of um holographic display, um, this kind of somewhat grainy, you know, head sort of appears, sort of fluffy um looking fellow with this kind of odd wet sort of mouth thing as you know if you can picture what an aquilish looks like apologies i don't have a picture handy um and he sort of you know sort of grunts along in his in his dialect kind of kind of thing but you know the converter kind of works to you know translate it over into basic and he sort of says look i've got a job a job for you that i think um you know not only could be could be quite lucrative but you know Depending how you play it, it could sort of get you back into great into the good graces of the New Republic if you can kind of take this on. It's a fairly fairly um, you know, I'm not gonna lie, fairly dangerous kind of um, you know, proposition, but um definitely the the rewards are worthwhile if you're interested. You may have sort of heard that, you know, you know, various rumors about um you know, things going on in the um in the unknown regions. Um but you might not might not have heard that there's a there's a sort of particularly treacherous sort of space lane that um, leads out into the Ivory space and eventually ends up at some fairly fairly unknown, fairly desolate kind of dark corner of the galaxy called the Umbral Desolation. You know, it's been it's been known for a while. Um, you know, even back in the old Republic, it was known. And um, there were sort of certain companies that sort of, you know, travelled through this fairly delicate hyperspace lane um, to kind of bring back valuable artefacts um, that have been, you know, been, you know, pretty interesting to kind of those in those in powerful places. Um, certainly there was a lot of interest during the Imperial times. And um, look, 
the flow has sort of you know slowed down to a to almost a stop in recent years and um the new republic i think would certainly be interested in having that having that resume and i think you know various agents have kind of gone out there to try and keep this flow of these these artifacts coming through but um none have been more successful um than a certain mandalorian um known as dark ages who um you know was really pressed deep into the um into these regions and you know set up a station in the umbral desolation that's that's been responsible for much wealth flowing until until a few months ago and so i guess what the mission is is to travel out there and see if, see what might have gone wrong and see if we can get the wheels flowing again so the profit can resume the dark ages eliminated the competition is that what we're suspecting or what you're suspecting well it's a bit of a more difficult situation out there so so this this sort of space um the the various systems along the the route are populated by the Avori, who are uh, um look I'm not going to lie; I don't really understand them particularly well. They're a sort of somewhat enigmatic uh, species um, who kind of live by their own their own ways. And as I understand it, there's different factions amongst them, and most outsiders have had some success. You know, whether it's through brute force or attempting trade with them, but it's been limited, and it's only really Dark Ages that's managed to, you know, had a long and sustained period of several years of quite a significant supply of these artifacts coming out. We don't really know how he did it. There's all sorts of rumors, but you know, he's, he's certainly been more successful than most up until recently when things have gone quiet from his end. So are these artifacts of Orion in origin? That's a good question. Um, look, I'm by no means an archeologist. I, I know that they are valuable. Um, they have a number of replications, whether it's from uh, energy generation to, um, weapons development and also the sort of mysterious he sort of says so-called force if you believe in that sort of thing a lot of people have had interest in them are they there do they predate the avori maybe maybe not we're not really sure certainly sounds intriguing mm. or give us something to do uh, say we do run into this mandalorian i assume that if he is not in some kind of trouble, he will perhaps not be so happy to see us. Again, it's, it's hard to say. It has, he hasn't responded to any attempts to communicate him. They've been, look, you're not the first expedition that's gone out to look for him, um, but you would be the first to return. So <laughs> um, we don't really know what kind of state he's in. Okay. Are we, are we looking for dark ages or are we looking for the artifacts? I think with the the companies you know that have handled this certainly want to know um, you know the, the parties interested want to know the fate of Dark Ages if anything you know if possible if he can if he can be restored to his former status and resume the flow um, but most importantly is that we sort of you know can you know, if possible if there are still any source remaining uh, regain access to these. Um, they're called Ethereum shards, sort of crystalline fragments that um, you know have these powerful residual energies in them. That'd be the biggest interest to us. So, so both are important. Okay. Well, and shall we be a little gauche and talk payment? <laughs> Look, uh, you know, I expect nothing less. I'm trying to think of. I don't know if we have like a ballpark, you know, number of like what is it or isn't. But um, I think he sort of names a number, and it's it's really quite you know impressive. It'll definitely get you out of your um 
your various shipping woes and and be sort of comfortable beyond. And um, there's the added sort of carrot, I think, that it's definitely something that um, certainly the Empire, but also the New Republic, were interested in. So there is a sort of political leverage if you can kind of get this happening again that you know would be helpful to you with that in that sense too, if that's more your motivator than hardcoin. He says, you know, not everybody's interested in the same things. It's your ship, Vazir. I am willing. Sure. Yeah, look, if it turns out to be more than what the brief is, we can always just hyperdrive back into civilization and just pick up regular cargo. Yeah. Yeah, look, he says on the, on the topic of, um, of hyperdriving back, um, look, the route as we know it is a sort of series of jumps through again, fairly complicated hyperspace anomalies that you'll have to, um, you know, liaise with some of the people on the ground to kind of learn a bit more. I, I can only give you the directions to the first outpost. Um, and then you'll have to sort of explore and you know, understand the way there. There's a fairly, I guess there's rumor there's a fairly known path, but it's been prone to all sorts of disruptions and, and problems. So Luminara's Embrace is the, uh, is the sort of name of the, the kind of station at the edge of this kind of area. Um, jumps to and from Lunara's Embrace are, you know, able to be calculated from, you know, from most anywhere, but beyond there, you sort of have to follow the, follow the path in and out or, or risk um, catastrophic disintegration. Yeah. Uh, dangerous. <laughs> Rather, yeah. No, well, the thing about catastrophic disintegration is we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Are there any uh, clues to why it's called Luminara's Embrace? Are there any, sorry? Like, is there any history behind why it's called Luminara's Embrace? Um, he says, you know, he, he he's heard that it's something to do with the, you know, appearance of the nearby um, nebula in that area. But, um, you know, he's not been there himself. Okay. So he can't give us any first-hand information. <laughs> no, no, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. Do you know <laughs> anyone who has been there? <laughs> um, yeah, not that's returned recently. So, uh, yeah, he can't really help you there. <laughs> oh, well. Let's do it. Yes, let's go. Um, maybe does anyone have any preparations you want to do before heading out or anything you need to get ready or are you ready to all set up? I don't think so. Yeah. Sort of been preparing for a while, I suppose. Yeah, mentally preparing yourself to get back in the game. Send a message, you know, to my patron, being like, you know, what interests do you have in this area? What should I be looking for? Yeah, you know, the usual. <laughs> Look, they. I think they get back to you, and all they say is, um, if you come back with something, uh, you know, we'll we'll better any offer that any other contact has for, um, you know. Anything you can bring back if you return. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. It sounds like you're ready to set off. I would reach out to connections and um, try to find out what, what's the story behind the Evorian and the whole apparent blockade of trade that is there or what is the problem with the natives in a nutshell yeah yeah absolutely um all right give us a um knowledge outer rim role yeah actually maybe we'll do two roles. so we'll do an outer rim for knowledge about the 
the blockade and the nature of the hyperspace anomaly, and then you can do a xenology roll to see if you know anything about the Avori as well. Okay. Um, Difficulty? for the first, it's going to be three purple. The second is going to be four purple because the, the species are quite obscure. Um, Three so, purple. Okay. So this is the outer rim. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So two successes and three threats. Um, ah, three threats is interesting. Hey, I have to think about what that means. Um, you, you, um, you kind of, you kind of, you know, what you've hit, what you can kind of dig up and what you can hear sort of, you know, asking around, you know, maybe looking at uh, whatever sources you can find on the, um, whatever it's called, galactic equivalent of the internet. I'm sure it's, it's a better name for it. Um, uh, uh, that, um, it's sort of something akin in terms of danger, but certainly not as well known as the kind of castle run. So it's kind of quite a, uh, a series of kind of quite difficult hyperspace anomalies, um, passing through a number of, um, you know, you know, quite a difficult lane that hasn't been, you know, there's not people have looked for a clearer route, but they've never been able to find one. Um, and there's sort of various, I think a lot of the detail isn't super well known, but I guess you, you do sort of hear that around Luminara's embrace, it's particularly related to these things, um, that are called the observatory raves that are, um, you know, it sort of sounds a bit sort of spooky, but they're sort of like la sort of large, you know, almost sort of the size of moons sort of types sort of entities that may be sort of quasi sentient that seem to sort of, you know, make it difficult to navigate through the area depending on how you approach them okay. um and 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 you gather that there's further further obstacles beyond but it doesn't really go much more than sort of you know the kinds of rumors that you kind of hear all aboard you know you know in, in taverns with space where space is frequent kind of thing it doesn't give you much more kind of kind of hang your hat on um is it somewhat deliberate would you think to keep those shipping lanes quiet and impassable like Make, um, make mystique around it and people go, oh, too too hard, too difficult, let's not. I think it's not so much that. I think it's I think it's two things. One is it's just very dangerous in its own right, like it is quite a dangerous area to travel through. And the other is it's, as you'd probably be aware if you're kind of aware of the history of hyperspacing lanes, is that over time people find and learn to understand more navigable, safe pathways and that's mainly what you use when you're traveling through the mm -hmm. through the core and even in the outer rim um and that those lanes just aren't really known out in this area because it's sort of it's so new beyond the edge of where anyone ever really normally yeah. goes out the sort of yeah, dark yeah. edge of the galaxy yeah um so it's not so much deliberate as much as it's sort of pretty obscure out there and dangerous you know yeah in terms of the three threats hmm i think Tell me, in terms of how you gather that information, how do you go about it? Like, what's the kind of, what channels are you using? Um, well, information as in the databases will only get you so far. So what Gadriel King would do is, um, one of his specializations is a sleeper agent. So he's, he's used to, work with human intelligence. So he knows who would know or who, or somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody and just yep. backtracking for yep. that. And that involves him talking with the less desirable population, the ones that 
take greater care in keeping secrets and not divulging information that potentially may be valuable to some parties. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay. I think that's where the threats come in play. Yeah. Okay. So I think what you um I think you you gather this information then, but you sort of part of the reason you don't go further into it and get more information is you sort of out the corner of your eye, you think you see somebody that um that you remember sort of crossing paths with during the imperial days. Um, you don't know, there's a sort of a doubt. Is it is it paranoia? Did you really see them or did you not? But it's enough that you actually don't want to hang around and you kind of get out of there before you can confirm. Sort of a fairly nasty um association with somebody that Imperial intelligence type sort of character that you wouldn't want to cross paths with back in the day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, is it really there or is it paranoia? You're not sure. Yeah. Oh, look, trust your instincts, you know? Yeah, that's it. Sometimes it's, it's better just to cash in your chips and go for a walk. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if someone wants to look into the Yavori themselves and make a roll for that, uh, be Xenology. Four purple on Xenology. Four purples, and I am going to flip a die. Yep. Oh. Okay. Um, and again, looking in a similar way, like kind of asking around for contacts, that kind of thing, or looking on databases, or how do you how do you go about it? Same thing. I mean, well, the intel seems to have drawn out, have dried up in this in this bar. So I'll go to the other dodgy bar that I know that deals with the sector of fighter space laners. Um, and then rinse and repeat, you know, talking yep. to people. So what's the deal with the, these people, Etorians? They have a spooky stuff and cost money. And yep. how do you yep. how do you get into that? What do you know these guys? Blah 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 blah. Yep. Yep. Let me yep. buy you a drink. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of have a bit of a drink, um, you know, with a guy um, called Drax Ma, who's a sort of, um, you know, Mon Calaramari um, data analyst, um, you know, and he, um, you know, for, in his time, he's a sort of fairly, fairly brilliant scientist who kind of, you know, was instrumental in the rebellion. Um, and so he kind of knows a lot about all these different sort of odd species and stuff around. Um, and he sort of starts to go into a whole lot of detail um, and, and I guess distilling it out because you sit there with him for a while um, is it, you know, I think what, the things that stand out that Yavori are a strikingly beautiful humanoid species, but also that have a reputation of beauty being a sort of the other side of the coin to brutality, that they kind of have a very, um, a, a culture that's quite kind of hard to understand and can be quite arbitrary and brutal to the outsider, mm. um, you kind of learn that they've got a sort of fairly sort of ethereal, almost kind of ghostly sort of appearance to them at times, um, you know, a little bit taller than humans um, and sort of skin that ranges from violet um, and teal to a kind of deep indigo color. Um, you, you, you don't learn a lot about their customs in detail because just there isn't a lot known, but there is something about that they have, various ritualistic face markings um, that that symbolize various things like, you know, milestones and achievements in life, um, status, um, proper proper forms of address and so on. Um, and it's sort of thought that 
understanding or not understanding these is is pretty important to whether you can make any headway with these people or not. Okay, make a mental note of that one. Yeah. Um, the other thing though that he sort of says is, um, look, as you sort of get into the end of things, he's he sort of says, look, I don't want to, I don't want to scare you, but I've heard that, um, I've heard word that Sila Vox has has been around these parts. That he he might even be looking for you. I'd watch I'd watch my back if I were you. Who? Sila Vox. Sila Vox. Why, why would they be looking for me? Well, <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. I don't know. That's what I heard. I wouldn't want to cross paths with them if I were you. Um, the name for you rings a bell. Of so, this is a former Imperial intelligence operative um, that now sort of works freelance as a mercenary. Um, certainly not a great person to kind of have you know nosing around after you. Mm -hmm. um, And I think you get the sense that maybe the time you've spent, you know, hanging around in bars and asking questions has, um, has stirred up some notice there for whatever reason. So yeah, certainly, um, certainly Drax is like, you know, you, you might want to, you know, keep an eye on your tail. Yeah. All right. Well, it's a good thing that we're leaving for New Corellia in the morning. Wink. He <laughs> says, you know. <laughs> It's a tap on the nose, indeed. Throws a couple of creds on, on the bar, makes its way back to the ship. Yep. All right. Anyone else got any um, preparations they want to do in advance of setting out? Oh, good. Um, yeah. So, look, I think um, fueling up with almost like your last, last, um, you know, kind of trip worth of worth of fuel, kind of ready to go out on another run out there. Um, given that things are a bit bare bones, um, you make the jump to hyperspace and, um, you know, heading off to these coordinates, um, you know, as, as you were kind of, you know, suggested to by Quan. Um, and you kind of arrive, you know, you come out of hyperspace to this kind of um, not too far away is this arc, is this kind of space station that's kind of floating in front of this, this kind of, almost nestled almost in the folds of this kind of mesmerizing nebula. You can see the space station is kind of built around these kind of floating sort of asteroid islands. And there's just this kind of waves of kind of, um, you know, almost kind of blue green kind of light coming off of this kind of anomaly all around it. And you can sort of see that it's, it's a sort of fairly well-frequented station. Um, there's kind of a, you know, you know, probably, you know, a fair number of sort of ships kind of docked, docked there. Um, the other thing that's sort of striking though is kind of probably, oh, I don't know, not, not too far away, but, you know, I guess you can tell from the distance, actually, maybe, maybe let's have Vazi sort of make a, um, a kind of computer's role to kind of like work out the distance. You can see a sort of ship off in the distance that's kind of firing um, sort of into the nebula kind of thing. Standard difficulty? Yeah, just against two purple. Yep, that's right. So computers are all. Two successes, but a threat as well. Yeah, okay. So I think in terms of the threat, you know, maybe it sort of strains your ship's sensors, um, you know, just scanning this whole thing. So, you know, the ship takes a point of strain. Um, but you can actually see it looks, it looks actually 
um, like it's not very far away. But you realize that it's because actually this is quite a large ship. This is quite a large sort of New Republic, um, you know, battle cruiser class sort of ship that's there just kind of apparently firing off into this kind of nebula, um, you know, with fairly heavy ordnance. It's not immediately a, a clear what they're firing at, but they're sort of, you know, really going at it. Um, the ships at the station don't appear to be sort of panicking or reacting. Um, make of that what you will, I guess. Mm. What are they doing? Through the proper um, niceties of hailing the station and requesting to dock. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So they say this is, you know, Celestial Sanctuary, uh, you know, giving you permission to dock Bay 17 on the um, ventral side, um, you know, transmitting your coordinates to come in now, follow the, um, the pilot instructions and you'll be aboard shortly. Yeah. yeah okay so you kind of you come in and land and um you know immediately um as the sort of airlock cycles um you know fairly sort of standard docking bay but beyond that um you can see fairly busy like there's a lot of different you know certainly not as not as kind of human dominated as many other kind of areas are there's kind of a pretty diverse mix of different species kind of milling around um and occasionally sort of, you know, no one really nearby, but sort of in the distance, you'll see one of these beings that you think might be one of the Avori kind of making their way around. Um, you can see there's a sort of, a, you know, map sort of saying, oh, you can go down to the kind of docks, you know, cargo district. Or otherwise, there's sort of the kind of the bars and whatnot beyond. Um, and then there's a sort of... Um, uh, the company station sort of, it sort of says, you know, Celestial Sanctuary Station... Um, headquarters kind of thing that you, you you can go to if you choose um so i guess you sort of probably need to work out how how you might proceed or even where you're meant to proceed to from here so um corn hasn't really given you any contacts per se so you have to sort of negotiate that for yourselves perhaps a bar to see if we can find a local guide a bar local frequented guide. by pilots <laughs> pilots not yeah. pilots Pilots, not what, sorry? Pirates. No, not pirates. pirates. <laughs> no pirates here. Pilots. Good, good that you clarified that. Are yeah, you yeah. sure? Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Unless we're flying the Jolly Roger all of a sudden. <laughs> sort of, you know, just duck out of the, you know, drag, drag a mire out of the entry to the pirate bar and kind of, you know, <laughs> head on. Um, and you find a place that um, has a sort of picture of a kind of peculiar um, beast kind of on fire and the kind of text in basic underneath says the flaming Gundark. Um, is the kind oh, of name, nice. name of the bar. <laughs> um, but it seems to have the kind of right clientele kind of coming and going. It looks like, you know, spaces one and all, um, which mostly seems like it is generally the clientele here on the station, like, you know, other than these kind of, um, you know, glimpses of these other kind of Evori and so on that you see around. But this bar's yeah, very much pilots and so on. And, hmm. Yeah. How do you go about finding a guide? What's your approach? First step is always to make nice with the bartender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Vazia will go up and a most charming smile and say, 
recommend or what do you recommend? Yeah. So there's a guy there kind of like, you know, polishing glasses, kind of, you know, human guy, yeah. you know, large sort of dark colored mutton chops. And he's like, um, what can I get for you? What do you like? You know, what's your poison? What do you recommend? Well, I mean, we've got blue milk if you, uh, you know, want to have a light, light evening, uh, but we've got anything, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, spice and other more exotic delights if you prefer that, uh, you know, regulations being what they are, they don't apply so much out here. How about you pour two of your favourite? Yep. I shall have one and you shall have one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, uh, you know. I am working, but why not? Um, yeah, so he sort of like pours you out this kind of tall kind of blue drink with, a, you know, steam coming off the top of it and a, uh, you know, curly straw. Does match my hue perfectly. <laughs> Bottoms up. Bottoms up. <laughs> yeah. While that's kind of going on, uh, you know, while you're sort of, you know, flirting, while Vazia's flirting with the bartender, um, are you all there as well? You're headed down together? Yeah. I think that would be the wisest course of action. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so you, you could make a sort of straight wise roll to sort of, you know, see if there's anybody around the bar that looks like they might be worth approaching beyond the bartender themselves. Mm-hmm. Doing that. Oh, yeah. All of you. <laughs> anyone, anyone who wants to, yeah. yeah. Um, you could also use um, perception as well, potentially, if you wanted to. What's the difficulty? We'll just have it against two purple, so it's not not too hard. Okay. Ooh, succeeded. Three successes and one advantage. Two successes, one threat for me. Oh, okay. Ooh. Everyone's got and we've got a triumph for Gadrail. Yeah, very good. Okay. So um I think what you notice, I think, is you sort of see there's a kind of you know, sitting there for a while, kind of just laying low while um while Vazi is talking to the bartender. Um, you notice a couple of things. One is that the bartender is, you know, quite smooth and charming, but you know, relatively professional and not really someone who's kind of, you know, giving out information. They're kind of just there to to do what they're doing. Um you also notice that there's a kind of over in the corner, there's a Twi'lek um, you know, gentleman who um has got a sort of Sort of dusky orange sort of skin tone um who you know seems to be meeting with various people who sort of come and go kind of thing like you know and you know seems to you know spend five minutes or so um you know some sort of exchange goes on and then they leave you get the impression that this is probably someone who you know deals with information and is is worth approaching um and any ideas for your triumph miguel anything you're wanting for that particularly like Obviously, that's a particularly good result. So, if there's any ideas, hmm. probably allows to pinpoint who are the the movers and shakers of the local mafia here. You see, it's streetwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think what what you notice is that really, yeah, I think what you notice there, there's a few kind of it looks like kind of gang like factions. But also you get the sense that things aren't super developed in that regard here um, because there is this kind of company that's sort of somewhat kind of keeping the peace here that's sort of involved in this 
this trade um, out of these out of this lanes kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's not sort of like completely underworld got the claws in. So there's not a lot of dangers in that regard. So yeah, probably. I mean, maybe the other thing is you probably have vaguely heard of this guy. So he's called Voskatril. Um, you've probably heard of the name elsewhere, and you sort of maybe a little surprised to see him out here. But you've, I'll say also for your triumph, you've kind of come across, you know, well heard of this character in the underworld sort of thing before as an information broker. Um, yeah. Okay. It's having my drink on the bar. Yep. Ah, uh, screw it. I'm just going to bold as brass, walk up to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. yeah. He sort of looks up at you and maybe he's a little bit sort of taken aback first at your appearance. Like, it's sort of like, my lord. <laughs> it's sort of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to say that she's partly robotic. It's it's. <laughs> Well, it's maybe just it's just like a reason. it's a more of a vibe, more of a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he sort of like, you know, it gets his call back and he says, um, how may I help you, madam? Is this seat taken? Just please be my guest. Thank you. Gabriel elbows bars here and like, Captain, your friend is about to blow it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> we'll turn around and go, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Amaya looks at him and very thoughtfully. I hear you're the gentleman who's kind of got their finger on a lot of pulses. Yeah, you could say that. You could say that. Um, why? Who wants to know? Media. <laughs> Hi. Media. Media. Interesting. <laughs> sure. Like everyone in the no. galaxy needs to know what's going on here. This is the new frontier, right? <laughs> I think most people in the galaxy don't even know this place exists, so I'm surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> wow. Give me stuck. a give me a give me a persuasion check. Um, <laughs> against against um two red, two purple. <laughs> what? Last time I did this, it didn't end well. Oh god. It's kind of it's an opposed check against his um two red, two purple. Oh. Vigilance or, you know. And a persuasion? No, there's no persuasion. Uh, what am I looking for? No, not persuasion. Um, charm? charm. Oh, God. Yeah, I think it'll be... Oh, it's probably more deception because you're you're not from the media, so, you know. <laughs> hey, but this is a great thing. No one expects the media to be honest, so is it a double? <laughs> <laughs> One failure, but one advantage. Okay. So he's like, let's be honest. You're not from the media. But, you know, I I admire your um, spunk for, uh, you know, trying to cover your tracks when you're, uh, you know, out here in unknown territory. So I'll let you have, I'll let you, uh, you know, I'll let you off for the little white lie there. <laughs> what really brings you here? What are you, What are you looking for? You must be, you're looking for something. Look, ultimately, everybody who comes here, mostly they're looking for a couple of things. Either they're looking to get their hands on the Ethereum shards or they're looking for a way on to the Singing Veil. I think you're either after one or the other. What do you tell them? Well, uh, I tell them that uh, information doesn't come cheap. 
And, uh, you know, you scratch my back and I scratch yours, as they say. Hmm. What sort of back scratching goes on in this place? <laughs> well, uh, what have you got to offer? You know, I mean, credit to the uh, most expedient thing that, um, you know, opens doors. But uh, for those that are not in the um, possession of such, there might be other ways. Well, offer him your body. He couldn't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> What's left of it? A 24 amp adapter. Oh, so too soon. Thank God that was out of character. <laughs> so, I can't speak for myself i am not the only person involved here but maybe we can come to some sort of agreement uh, okay well look um if you haven't got credits which i'm guessing you're not from the way you're um you know hedging around the issue <laughs> you would have uh you know put something down on the table by now if you had anything to offer um then the next best thing is information and um you know it's always good to have somebody who's got a plausibly deniable, um, you know, reason to be looking for the information rather than looking for it myself. So that might be where you could be useful to me. Perhaps. Yeah. And look, it, it, I think it could be directly helpful to you as well. Um, there's a, you know, you may, you may be aware, you may not be aware. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know how new you are here. Um, but, um, the kind of the route that goes beyond um, heading to the Umbral Desolation, the next step is a place that passes through a place called the Singing Vale um, before reaching the Harmonic Echo Station. And the only way to really go there is by convoy um, with the company when they when they next head out. Um, and, you know, getting a spot in the convoy is... Um, Troublesome. Troublesome, yeah. I mean, you know, certain people might say they've got their own merit, uh, you know, but there are other factors that might help you to be on that list. Um, let's just say I might have such information. And there's a particular character who um, is, who captain whose ship is due to, to head out in the next um, next kind of group that um, I believe has some information uh, stored in a data vault aboard his ship that would be particularly um, both useful to me, but also I think he'd be he'd be reluctant to leave if having lost this information. He'd probably want to stay behind, and a space could open up. Um, of course, the fellow's name's Crack Talker, and he's a rather ornery uh, Wookie who um, you know isn't to be crossed. So uh, you know, I wish you luck. Mm. And, um, Extracting the information, however you see fit. And uh, when's that convoy due to leave? So it leaves in um, three standard days. Not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. Mm. I'll uh, look over my shoulder and give Bazia the, <laughs> the eyes. Because <laughs> I can feel her glare burning into the back of my head. <laughs> Flaring, she's looking at you with this bemused, don't fuck this up, darling. <laughs> Trying really hard not to. 
He says, look, otherwise, of course, if you can come up with 40,000 credits, um, you know, that might be easier. I think I'd rather unwrestle the Wookiee. <laughs> yeah. You know, different people find different things easier to uh, achieve, you know. I'm sure you know your resources. You here all the time? I'll be here, but don't wait too long, uh, you know. Opportunity won't last forever. Three days, apparently. Indeed. And your name? Yeah, the name is Voskatril. Vosca. Information okay. broker. If you need to know it, um, I'm the one to talk to. Nothing comes cheap, of course. It never does. Pleasure doing business with you. Indeed. Pleasure to meet you, Amaya. <laughs> she just gets up and walks away. <laughs> and I will head to Vazia, because it's not like they're a secret. They've all come on the same ship. <laughs> He'll find that in two seconds flat. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. If he doesn't already know it. And I'm going to convey the information to Vazir and Gadriel and Ronze. Well done, dear. Seems surprised. Surprised? So much as his thought would usually have uh, stabbed you if anyone else had tried that. Perhaps your naivety does have its uses. <laughs> Maybe some learning or something off you. <laughs> On a side note, actually, for um for Vazi, give me a resilience check against um two purple, two black. Oh, Ooh, two failures yeah. and a threat. Yeah, the the drink's rather stronger than he used to. This, you know, not <laughs> not merely alcohol in this. They sort of like to, oh. <laughs> like to play it wild out here. You're feeling? So she's turning a little purple instead of blue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's all gone to your head. Oh, I think we better get you back home. Uh, I'll escort Vazia back to the ship where she can <laughs> not get us into trouble. Right. Everyone, oh, everyone, Rondo, everyone back on the ship. Yeah, for the time being. For the time being, yeah. So we have to plan a heist. Yes. Oh yes, heist. Absolutely. Um. Actually, as you're going back, um, let's have Gadriel make a vigilance check. Um, let me just work out the difficulty. So, yeah, it'll be against two red, one purple. Okay. Uh -huh. Oh, two failures, but oh. one triumph. Ooh, triumph. <laughs> Okay. That's, that's um, yeah, that's hard to work out some of these ones, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, you're yeah, kind of making your way back um, and don't spot anyone following you, you know. All seems pretty fine. Um, what you do sort of think along the way, though, is, um, well, I don't know, any ideas for a triumph that you want? I've got a few ideas, but any ideas you want to have for a triumph kind of in terms of keeping an eye out of your, your back tail or? Not really sure, because um, I think okay, maybe maybe what you do spot, I don't know, maybe there's just a little bit of an edge of paranoia, but you do spot that there's a sort of couple of kind of down and out kind of urchin types kind of hanging around near the docking thing looking for credits, and for whatever reason, your instinct tells you to sort of like throw them a couple of credits and and get in touch if anyone's following as a kind of you know backup plan in case you don't notice anybody coming. Yeah. yeah, and so we'll say there's a kind of kid called um, Dash, 
who's there who um you know happily takes a couple of coins and we'll keep an eye out for you. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Grab bars here. Like, all right, Cap, let's go. Yeah. You're tall for a human. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So yeah, you don't you don't really know much more than just the name of this um correct talker. Yeah. Um this Wookiee Captain. Um yeah. I'm starting to interrogate that the station's databases, public information shouldn't be behind any wall. Yep. Yeah. Um you start to look around and your sort of initial search sort of shows that it is a little bit more secretive than your average kind of terminal kind of thing. Like they they aren't kind of just letting anybody see like, you know, arrivals and departures without kind of going through the um, company headquarters. Um, so you can either try and approach them directly or try and access it, but you're going to have to sort of slice your way into it with, you know, some risk, I suppose, if you're caught doing it, that that might draw attention. I have not those skills. Does anyone else? Who is sober and can try? Yeah. <laughs> Ronsa, you got any of those skills? No, I have zero computers. <laughs> wow, we're a pair of Luddites, aren't we? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got three greens. Yeah. I've got two yellows, one green. Ah, oh, it's you. Uh. Decent, yeah. I nominate you. Yeah, you can do yeah. it. Yeah, so this is to kind of access the computer database and find out about the ship um, that this crack talker is kind of in charge of. Um, you, um, I think, would be rolling against three purple and two black. Oof. Okay. Three purple and two black. Okay. Um, Gadriel does one thing before starting running queries and says um, to Amaya, give me your chain link code. <laughs> I will. But I'm <laughs> looking at him quizzically. Why? He lies it and then he starts punching code. I thought that after he contra, you would have learned a thing or two. She just looks at him and rolls her eyes. <laughs> hey, not bad. <laughs> One success to advantages. Yeah, nice. very good. Okay. Um, yeah, so you get into the system. Um, you find that um, on the kind of dorsal um, docking bay, out on out on a sort of, what's the word, sort of like a bit of a more distant sort of um, sort of stem, I suppose, kind of sticking off the station, um, is this ship called the Gregos Folly, which is registered as being captained by Crack Talker. Um, you see that it's a freighter, you know, kind of medium-sized sort of freighter. Um, and in terms of, it's sort of listed as bringing, um, you know, food and fuel from um, from the sort of, you know, from an inner, inner system kind of into the station um, and doesn't have any other sort of specific cargo details listed, you know, outbound or anything yet. Uh, it has got a sort of planned flight departure of about three days' time um, joining this convoy. Okay. Yeah. But there's something on that ship that we need to gain access to. 
So what, you want to go and steal the hyperdrive memory? No, remember that Trill wanted some data that was in the data vault on that ship? You really do know how to make friends, don't you? <laughs> it's a gift. I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> Go on, Gadriel. Four sent us here for a reason. Money. Money, of course. <laughs> we could simply <laughs> ask. Yes. Yeah, that could work. There's a lot of approaches you could use. Yeah. Poses, engineer, gain access, or a data analyst. Dump a virus into their system, fix it up, gain access to that section of database. There are ways and means. We just need to plan something out and go for it. Well, how do we know they're not looking for somebody to join the convoy? Like, do we have to get in by, by a sneaky means? No. If we can get a legitimate space in the convoy, that's fine, but I don't know. Is that something you want to follow up? Yeah. Um, Bas, yeah. How good of a pilot are you? I'm okay. Without the, the false modesty, <laughs> how good <laughs> of a pilot are you? <laughs> Two yellow and a green. <laughs> Okay, um, let's say in the hypotheticals that we don't want to embrace uh, a suicidal mission as our young friend suggests, that we use delicate touch and we get someone enrolled as part of the crew because somebody from the Standard crew had an unfortunate accident on the way to the toilet or back or in the bar or in a cat house, who knows? And we put this person with an air tag on the ship. You feel comfortable enough to tag behind and shadow the, the tag? Can you do it? Certainly try. Thank it might be worth visiting the company offices and uh, seeing if perhaps their roster for the convoy is not so full after all. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. I would rather at this stage not start upsetting people. <laughs> I mean, it's a gift, right? Yes, it is. Start out on the right foot. Darling, I never upset people. <laughs> all right let's go to the company offices first all right so we've got go to the company offices maybe yeah. try and infiltrate um correct talkers crew and get somebody on board and follow um or another plan hey yeah plan a right. plan b plan c <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so i think um in the company offices vazir will take the approach that they have been hired to deliver something and she's not confident in this region of space and take pity on this poor, poor, struggling, lovely, legitimate business person and let them tag along with the convoy. 
because she's just <laughs> so lovely and sweet and completely and utterly legitimate. <laughs> um yeah okay fair enough <laughs> um yeah okay um so you're all going along to kind of head to the company offices no i'll, I'll stay behind just just providing overwatch yeah and, and yep. keep it an eye see that goes as planned as possible Okay. Um, all right. So we've got Vazia and Ransai going. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, you make your way through, sort of through the station. You see, um, the crowd sort of thin out a, a little bit. Um, and um, you get to this kind of you know corporate kind of office area that's sort of set up sort of in the sort of central part of the station. Um. It's sort of, you know, otherwise pretty kind of unremarkable. Nothing else kind of really stands out um, about it. Um, and you sort of see that you see the name of the company, um, which you sort of heard, you know, previously from from Quad, but, um, you know, Ethereum Prospects is the kind of the name, um, you know, emblazoned across the kind of entryway. Um, you get there and you can see that there's a kind of, you know, um, Fairly small office, really. There's a kind of receptionist who kind of directs you to sort of sit and wait, but it's not too long before you're brought to see the um, the kind of head of the station, uh, who's a Miriallan called Zalara Ember. Um, and she sort of looks up and she says, look, um, pretty quickly she gets to the point, look, don't waste any of my time. You know, I gather you're probably going to be here trying to, you know, grub your way onto the next, um, you know, Next expedition, the kid really is much more dangerous than most of your folk realize. Um, and so, and we've we've carefully chosen the next expedition. So, you know, you, you're welcome to, um, you know, try and get on on the next one in the next you know month or so. But um, I don't know. There's going to be much that we can do unless you've you know got any particular reason to be bothering me with this. Just hired to deliver something, and well. I'm oh, okay. Oh, you know, where's the package? I'll sign for it. You know. Need the work. <laughs> you have to deliver it to specified owner. I'm afraid. But... Right. So, what are you? Who are you? Who are you delivering to? What are you delivering to? There's a. I'm told to look for a dark armored man. At this, she sort of grins and she says, "Ah, uh, very good. Many, many, many ploys that people come here. You know." Seeking, seeking dark ages. Look, um, you know, if if I could get in contact with a fellow myself, you know, I'd be the first to let you know uh, how to do so. Haven't heard anything from him in a long time. Um, you know, really, all all you kind of prospectors that come here, you really don't understand the level of danger that you're in here. Looking into this, um, you know, I, I could. We're well aware of the vast, uh, you know, potential rewards here, but um, it's not. So, it's it's you know, not like dropping off a package down the post office. You know? Oh, I am well aware, but as I said, I was hired to deliver something. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I was told it was of value to the man, and it was to get to him. Well, again, you'd be welcome to uh, approach, um, you know, one of the ships that are on the next expedition if you feel it's urgent. Otherwise, you'll have to wait in line like everybody else. 
they might be able to carry it on for you for a small fee. There is nothing at all you can do. She sort of says, again, I don't know why all you people bother me with this kind of thing. You know, what do you expect? <laughs> Doesn't seem to have a lot to offer. Run the show, darling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. She's not going to be charmed at all. Yeah. she's. I think, if anything, she's really at pains to sort of outline that the danger, the danger and that I think I think it's hard for people from the core to sort of understand, she says, but to really understand just how dark it is out there. If anything, it's getting darker and it's, it's a very dangerous place. Well, that is why I do not want to go alone. Yes, we do. Indeed. It would be foolhardy indeed to head on alone, although you would, wouldn't be the first. We are wondering if there are other others who are going the same way. Um, other than the convoy, or she says there'll be another convoy in a month's time. You know, presume well, assuming that this one uh, doesn't meet with disaster or you know, similar, we'll have to assess. This convoy is full. Indeed, indeed. Do these convoys meet disaster often? Um, it's certainly been known to happen. The the first the heading into the uh, the second station mostly goes, you know, according to plan. Mostly. Mostly. We certainly haven't heard anything back from um from Dark Ages or any, anyone at the, the, the further station in a long time. Again, depending on where they travel to, they do return, depending on where they travel to. Well, if he does appear, or if you do have news of him, of course, can you tell him that uh, there is a parcel waiting for him? She laughs and she says, look, um... There'll be many, many people interested to hear from him if he if he does appear. But um, you know, I'll certainly add you to the long list. Well, she says, otherwise, I'll thank you to uh, leave me to my work. I've got lots to do. Of course. <laughs> Plan B. <laughs> NC. <laughs> Can we obtain the convoy list? Um, how do you want? How do you want to go about that? She doesn't give it to you, kind of thing. Yeah. No, how do you want to go about it? Possible to steal it? Yeah, where from? <laughs> like off her desk, like a you know post-it note or something. <laughs> uh, is she uh, particularly weak-minded? <laughs> Straight from my spike. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have in mind? <laughs> Just a little bit of a nudge. So she leaves uh, the list and then goes to attend to something without showing us out first. Something like that. So is this using a, using, using a false power? Is that right? Like what's yes. yes. What is, like which, which power are you using? Tell me, tell me how it works. Uh, I suppose it would be all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning. Uh, let's see. So you're probably going to have to rely on a more sort of tried and true. Uh, Actually, like... overwhelming emotions could yeah. could work. She adds one die per rating of charm, coercion, or deception checks. Yep. And um, so she can either 
better her role or make it worse for somebody else. Okay. So yeah, you can do that then. If you, you can make a, I don't know, how do you approach trying to convince her? Like what sort of, are you trying to charm her? Like, you know, please give us the list or are you trying to trick her into giving yeah. her the list? Trigger. 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 Yeah. Okay. So charm, you think like, please, can you give us a list so we can at least approach the ships and see if they can help us out or something like that? Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Um, So you kind of are going to be opposing two red, one purple. Um, Just having a look. Hang on. And no, it's actually because they've got a, nobody's full. So it'll be three red. Oh, and no. oh no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> They've had a lot of these kinds of approaches before, so you're only gonna get three red. <laughs> uh, but you can roll your force die and add that. Oh no. Oh, fail. What advantage for the light? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have flipped a die. Damn it. Well, and you didn't get any despairs on three reds, so you know that's something. <laughs> so okay, so she sort of again, she sort of just gives you this withering look, and it's like, please, I'm very busy. Please leave my office. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think for the three advantage, um, oh, I'm trying to think. I think probably what you do here is that the on your way out, the receptionist sort of like takes pity on you and sort of says, look, um, you know, the um, station news bulletin has a sort of list of, you know, the convoy ships, you know, as a standard, you know, thing that anyone oh. can read easily. <laughs> you know, it's well known. Ah, interesting. Thank you. Yeah, and so again, it's a sort of a list of about ten ships. Um, yeah. You know, again, you can see that the Gregos Follies on there, as well as you know, a number of others. Right, and um, will we be able to find out the crews of each ship? Um, the well, the crews. What do you want to know about the crews? Like how many are on each ship, or like? Yeah, like who they are. Um. Yes, I mean. I don't actually know the details of every crew you know, extensively of all the ships, but yes. <laughs> I haven't done that level of deep preparation to know every single person on the station. And... Right. Yeah, well, you're a busy person. It's all right. right. <laughs> yeah. But you get it. Yeah, you get a general, certainly the captain and the kind of, you know, class of the ship and, mm-hmm. and size of it. They, they're all sort of relatively kind of, you know, in that sort of more freighter class. It's not like any you know, big capital ship type ships heading out. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like it's that kind of operation. No, no. Okay, well, thank you for your time. Welcome. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, plan B. So she's, um, Vazi is just going to link her arm with Ron's eye and go, so, how many crew members do you think we'll have to... Oh, it's possible we could, uh, you know, vanish the whole ship. Possible? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Let's replace it with us. That's all I'm thinking. 
<laughs> more of like knocking out a whole bunch of crewmen and sticking them in a storage um, yeah. <laughs> as long as they're all wearing red t-shirts <laughs> well you don't want to risk your your lovely your baby <laughs> do we all right how let's, many let's... crew members can you leave handcuffed to hotel beds with um no clothes on <laughs> You know, standing <laughs> <up around. laughs> before it becomes too suspicious. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so I think your, your toilet contact had suggested that um, you could get this data and uh, basically replace your ship on the list. But you're thinking maybe instead you want to sort of gradually whittle down the crews of other ships and get hired on board. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> I was thinking of replacing the ship, but apparently Vazir thinks that's too hard. Why don't we have one for the darling? <laughs> kind of like the chaos of yours, your idea. <laughs> anyway, we'll make our way back to the ship. Yeah. All right. Um, look, meanwhile, I suppose in the meantime, back on board the ship, um, Gadriel, you kind of have this um this kind of urchin dash kind of appear. Um and he sort of says to you, look, um, I don't know if it's relevant, but there've been a couple of these kind of odd looking kind of black droids kind of, you know, coming and going. I haven't seen around this parts before. Um, you know, two or three of them. Black droids? Yeah. Sort of, he's, he he sort of, he doesn't he's not a real expert on robotics, but he sort of it's it's not a sort of standard class of droid that you see around here, you know. This, he sort of paints him out as fairly menacing, and you know, the, just hanging around the area, coming and going. Bounty hunters? Not that he's aware, but they seem yeah, they're droids of some sort. He he sketches uh, an idea, the head like these heads. Um, no, not all that. No, no, no. Hmm. Interesting. Um, hey, Dash, I have a question. Let's say that, um, you give me a very potent laxative, theoretically, <laughs> and you slip it into a couple of people from the crew of this vessel. And I give him the, the, the vessel of, of, the name that the ship that we need to get. Gregor's folly. Yep. Yeah, Gregor's folly. So hang on, who are you asking? Sorry, you're asking Dash about the laxative. Dash, yeah. He says laxative. Yeah. I don't really know anything about that, you know, like uh just get <laughs> look. He's a kind of street kid, so he's not sort of, you know, wise to uh to get pharmaceuticals. Or, or something that makes you feel tremendously sick. I'm pretty sure that you've come across might be some bad glitter steam. <laughs> he says, oh, look, if I were to go and get that, you know, well, one, it would be expensive. Um, and, uh, you know, two, I'd have to kind of deal with certain types that I don't normally deal with. Yeah, it's okay. Sounds complicated for you. I could probably tell you where to go, but I don't know if I'd want to do it myself. What happened? Let's keep it in the back pocket. Uh, wait to see how 
my companions fair in their objective. Yeah. So I guess you all arrive back now to the ship, hey? Yeah. I'm, I'm playing back with the kid. <laughs> oh, Good no news, luck. bad news on the meeting of the, uh, you know. No luck getting a boy. Okay. We do have the names of the captains in the ship. Yeah. I think the best approach might be to indispose some crew members. Okay. By a variety of means. Alzia <laughs> likes the idea of handcuffs. Handcuffs. <laughs> I do have a few little tricks in my supplies. I still got the sleeping potion, remember? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. The question with the sleeping potion is how long will it knock off a person? We need to take out a few people too. Well, that's what I'm think I was thinking, and it's not only taking them out, it's also making them so indisposed that they're not tempted to take them in. You're going about this all wrong, darling. You really? Pray to tell. This has to knock them out long enough to put them in very incriminating circumstances. <laughs> I, I, I am just a big hand, so I think you're overstating my intellectual capacity with your plotting device. So I'll leave this to you. <laughs> uh, what ideas have you had, Gendriel? Oh, I was just going to spill uh, uh, a laxative to a couple of people. Good plan. So it. <laughs> well, it's not actually, but anyway. <laughs> so the current plan is some of the crew are beset with, uh, you know, a nasty tummy bug, and then space, and then... space gastro, and and when they have to leave, because otherwise they're going to leave, uh, they they will lose their spot on the uh, convoy. And... So the four of you just show up, right? No, just, 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 one, one or two is like, hey, do you need people? I I'm stuck in 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 a ship that is not going anywhere. Can I sign with you? Know, some of them are going to find themselves in a certain amount of trouble with what passes for the law. <laughs> I, I, I still... Yeah. Uh... Sure. Why not? Let's keep it simple, but robust. All right. Let's go spike. Always a bored housewife you can convince to be found in an incriminating situation with... <laughs> Somebody, not a husband. Okay. I don't know what you mean by that, but okay. I mean, you know, these are crews of, like, you know, unknown region, uh, you know, exploratory ships, so they're probably yeah. not uh, <laughs> too worried yeah. about uh, discriminating situations. <laughs> no, not, they're not worried, but um, yeah. how many fire companies <laughs> members might take offence? <laughs> <laughs> Too hard. 
Too hard to set up. <laughs> we don't yeah, have time. Let's poison them. This needs more, like the, more time and more preparation. Do you like the lacing something with the laxative or the like? Dare I say yeah. the old uh, Trojan horse theory? Oh, what do you mean? Actually, like, pamper. Just turning turning up on just, the doorstep with a just ship. Jared, yeah. how how difficult would it be to concoct a potion? Uh, not a potion, a poison. Oh. Mm, that's a good question. Um, have you got any um, points in the, is it medicine skill? Oh. Yeah. Deb, that'd be Mary. That'd be Mary. Yeah. That's right. Where is Mary? God damn it, Mary. <laughs> yeah, she sort of blended into the background. She could be anyone really, you don't know. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I oh, knew dear. it. <laughs> Plot twist. Mary is all the NPCs you've been talking about. <laughs> yeah, so I think you're probably more going to have to source it from somebody else rather than. I mean, you could make a very. Um, I, I suppose you could use intoxicants and kind of like crudely mix them into something and hope that it, you know, isn't really, really obvious, but it's going to be pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's go on source. Um, so I got three in Underworld. So roughly th that means that I would know where to go and find these the sort of less than reputable elements. So Knowledge Underworld, I think you might know the sort of structures, but it's probably more streetwise to find it in the station kind of thing, like track somebody okay. down that's going to sell it to you. I got three streetwise too. Yeah. And so it's probably, I'd say it'd be, Three purple, but you can have also you can have a blue from your connections with this dash guy who can kind of mm -hmm. introduce you to somebody. Yeah. And use the light side point as well. Okay. Um, but I'll flip one back the other way, so oh. upgrade one of those to a red as well. Moot point then. Yep. Well, you know, it ups the ante, that's interesting. So three purple and then one blue for the contact. So we gotta make it one red, two purple. Three purples. One blue, so so essentially, two purples, one red. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Let's roll this baby. Oh, two successes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you kind of make your way to this kind of more low down part of the station where. Um, it seems like there's a few more like kind of down on their luck kind of types that, you know, maybe, you know, um, maybe you're not too far off yourself, you know, that use their money to get fuel out here and maybe don't quite have the fuel to get back, uh, you know, signed on with crews that, you know, didn't profit as much as they'd hoped. Um, but you kind of make your way to this kind of sort of steaming kind of booth where there's a guy kind of like serving up these kind of strange concoctions to, you know, bunch of aliens kind of standing around kind of haggling um kind of duros fellow and he's got this kind of you know shaggy kind of you know brown kind of cowl on his head um and yeah he sort of you know you kind of you kind of make your introductions and you know let him know what you need and um yeah for for you know probably 100 credits or so he kind of you know slides you something that um yeah. It makes someone, you know, someone feel pretty sick if you get them to ingest it. That too many questions asked, yeah. 
How about you get me a second dose and I'll give you an interesting bit of information that may be... He says, all right, I'm listening. Uh, let's, let's see the information first. You know, this fella, the Mandalorian, uh, that mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. He's a great man, a great man. Wow. One of the greatest. Have you noticed that the people from the agency are getting more twitchy and getting more constrained in uh, and more regulated in putting convoys together and shipping them out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason is this guy is lost. Maybe. That's what people say, but I think he'll come through. He'll come through. Yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> is this the information you have that he's not coming through? Yeah, but I'm, I'm actually going to force power him. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. What are you using? I am going to send his thoughts and try to spin the tale that he wants to hear. Right, okay. Um, I guess in terms of Sensei's thoughts, it's probably more on what he's thinking at the time. Um, so so go ahead and roll for it. So it, it's sort of like um, what sometimes this is doing the street with you, like, oh, I see, I see, a, I sense a, a dark aura on you. Is it... Are you having problems with a male? No, a female. And they see how, how you react and yeah. they all read you and they're like that. But I think the only, the only thing is you're kind of seeing a dodgy apothecary in an underworld session. He's basically doing a very similar thing to you kind of thing. Like, you know, well, how can I get something else out of this yeah, person? The, the difference is yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm using the yes. force. So. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Um, all right. So, so you're making a kind of deception check with it as well, or we're uh, just trying to read his, read his thoughts, what he's thinking yeah, about. Yeah, that would be a, a deception. Uh, yeah. Empower. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Empowered with the force. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be against, um, one red. One red, one purple. Okay. There's nothing. Why not? Let's let's use one light side point. <laughs> Whoa! You killed it. So yeah, wow. you kind of you, you spin this guy's story about Duck Ages. He's a very interesting topic to everybody on this station. Um, and he says, "Look, um, he'll give you two extra doses of this um, this poison, you know, given that uh, you're, uh, you know, so knowledgeable on the topic and you've shared this information." Uh, and you kind of you kind of take that and um you know head on your way mm -hmm. um and what you sort of the only thing you, i guess you as you're making your way through the crowds um you kind of so you kind of you're walking along and then the kind of dash comes and kind of like grabs your arm and sort of points out to you and he says you sort of can just see it off in the crowd and he's look there mister that's one of the droids <gasps> Oh. And we'll stop there for tonight. <laughs> Out of the pot, into the fire. Yeah. 
It's all your fault this time, a girl. It's all your fault. No, no, no. It's... Oh, what? What? It is your fault. I haven't done anything. <laughs> okay, that's your fault. All, all what I did was going to the chemist. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, huh? All right, so I think we'll sort of end your know, standard, um, you know, fifteen experience for everybody, um, you know, because I think it was, you know, good progress in the session, guys, and okay. we'll stop there for tonight, and we'll see you again next time. Yeah, brilliant! No Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this epic voyage through the Star Wars galaxy. We hope you enjoy exploring the Force iconic characters, and untold stories from the far reaches of the universe. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Please support us and subscribe to the show on Twitch and YouTube. We're also on Instagram. Rate and review and spread the word so we can grow and keep these shows coming. <laughs>